Okay, indeed it is a pleasure, now we can start. Indeed it is a pleasure to uh, introduce Rabbi Robinson, first and foremost, because his connection to St. Louis actually goes well uh, beyond his years as a Roman in Chicago, uh, his years in Cincinnati, his years in Baltimore. It actually goes back to the Skokie Yeshiva, which is, uh, of course, the real connection to St. Louis, Lamish from the, from the beginning of his Gido. Um, more than that, however, if we go on to his later years, because not only am I introducing a brother in Chicago, I'm introducing a brother because we share the same father, although mine is a, a biological and his is a Talmud of Arayim Kibbonim. Rabbi Robinson is a Talmud of my father and we share the kinship. Um, but now without the lumdus, we can actually introduce him as a shwagger to one of our Chashavim Malay, Rabbi Kajerstein. With all of that together, I don't think any more introduction is necessary. So without further ado, Rabbi Robinson. Okay, thank you, Rabbi Berkowitz. I appreciate the opportunity. Vashus Rabbi Miller, the Rosh Kailo. Vashus Rabbi Berkowitz, definitely uh, gross to my shwagger. So. It's supposed to be able to speak for you and uh, watch out St. Louis, Rabbi Tejustin is going to take over, but I'm sure the entire new Chabura is going to make a tremendous impact on the community of St. Louis and uh, looking forward to seeing all the payers of this new Chabura, as is Hashem. So uh, we are now about two weeks into Elo, and what comes to mind when I see Chaburas like this, which are trying to get focused and trying to get in the right mindsets for the Yom Narayim, I think of a Machshava from El Yashiv, Zechus Bracha. Uh, the Mishnah on Tezayim and Aleph in Masechus Rosh Hashanah tells us that that everyone passes in front of a Kaddish Baruch like Bnei Maron and Rosh Hashanah. And the Gemara Daf Yudches gives three Mahalachim to understand what does it mean that we're over like Bnei Maron. One Mahalach is that we're like sheep in Rana. Another Mahalach is that we are like the Chayelos of Malchus Beis David, we're the soldiers of Malchus Beis David that march single file. The third Mahalach is, is those who walk up the side of the mountain, the Madregos of Maron, which is a mountain. And all three basically mean that just like the sheep leave the pen one at a time, just like the soldiers marched one at a time, and just like the mountain climbers climb along the side of the mountain one at a time, is basically telling us that we're judged in Rosh Hashanah one at a time. So the Shaila is, why do we have to have three different Mishalim to bring out the same idea? And why couldn't the Mishnah simply tell us that we're judged on Rosh Hashanah one at a time? What's the message behind this? And Valyashev suggests that this Gemara is telling us there's three types of people, how they approach the Yom arrive. Some people are like soldiers. What does it mean to be like a soldier? When you're going into a war, you spend at least 30 days, if not more, strategizing, making sure you have the proper equipment, making sure you have the proper weapons, make sure you understand your enemy, make sure you understand all his tactics. You spend the full month, and so too, says Rabbi Yasha, there are some people out there that Taka spend from Bevarchim Elul until Rosh Hashanah through the entire Yom Nerayim, through the Yom of Sukkot, focused and understand that there's something major coming down the pike and we have to prepare for it, they're the mountain climbers. They're the uh, soldiers. There are some people, however, who don't prepare that far at a time. Rather, they're more like the mountain climbers. The mountain climber as well has to do hachanas. He has to make sure he has the proper equipment. He has to make sure he understands the terrain that he's trying to get over. And so those are the people that, so to speak, around right now, two weeks out before Rosh Hashanah, they start to wake up. This particular year with the Elo being so early, summer's starting to end. We're starting to wake up and realize Rosh Hashanah is around the corner. So those are the mountain climbers. Then finally, but some people, they're just sheep. They're just sheep. They wander aimlessly into the Yemen with no hachana whatsoever. And all of a sudden, they start hearing the tunes of Marv in the first round of Rosh Hashanah. They, all of a sudden, at that point, they start waking up. 
So Ashrechem, Ashrechelkechem, that you have taken time now already in preparation. I'm assuming many of you were already the soldiers that we spoke about before. But the just getting together tonight. Baruch Hashem, we'll have Siat Deshmaya that we are going to be the mountain climbers to try to bring ourselves as close as possible to Kadosh Baruch during this Tukufa. What exactly is happening? What are we being making? What are we trying to accomplish the month of Elul? There seems to be a shtickle stira in the Makairas, how we're supposed to have an attitude towards the month of Elul. On one hand, many of the Kadmainim tell us on the Pasuk of Aryeh Yishag Milo Yira, the Aryeh is roaring. What's the Aryeh? Aryeh is Rashetevus, or Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Hashanah Rabbah. When these things come roaring in, who doesn't have fear? Who doesn't have Yerushalayim? Who doesn't have Yerushalayim? Who's not afraid of the matzah that they're going to be? And so we see the Elul has an element of pacha to it. But at the same time, the Goyen himself writes that Elul is kuloi rachamim. Every single ounce of the month of Elul is kuloi rachamim. So is there a pacha to the month of Elul? Is it rachamim? What is the personality? What are you trying to tap into during the month of Elul? So I like to be masbir with a mushal and follow that mushal up with a beautiful ha'ara from the Joshua Satzlach. So mushal goes like this. The concept of the community call is very close to my heart. I had the schuss of being in the Cincinnati community kailo for five years before I moved to Chicago about a decade ago. And when I was in the kailo there, um, I was asked to interview for a position in the Yavna Academy. Now, the Yavna Academy was a local elementary school. It wasn't officially not Orthodox, but it was not the primary Torah day school there. And I was asked to apply for the position as the Manal of the Judaic department of that particular elementary school. They told me a certain date I come out for the interview. They asked me for my resume. And I really put a lot of effort into the resume, making sure it looked nice, make sure it was stacked with the proper information that would impress those who I was going to be having an interview with. And sure enough, by Yom, I was sitting down with the principal, the assistant principal, and the third person in the room was a representative from Ravsak, which apparently is, so to speak, maybe the Tyra Masaira of these types of schools around the country that are not really Tyra Masaira schools, but aren't Be'etzim, Salman Shekhtar, and other schools like that. Interview was going great. Um, I very confidently slid across the table my resume to them for them to take a look at and hopefully be impressed by. And I saw the principal was very impressed with what was there. I saw the assistant principal was very impressed with there. But the Ravsak representative was looking at this resume with tremendous amount of scrutiny. And I could tell he was not pleased with what he was looking at. And he says to me, Rabbi Robinson, I can see from your resume that you have experience working together with Orthodox adults and Orthodox children. I said, yes, that's true. And I see from your resume, you have experience working with adults in the non-firm community. I said, yes, that's true. He says, but I don't see anywhere on your resume that you have experience working with children from non-observant homes. I said, that's true. I don't have any official experience. And before I had a chance to get anything else out of my mouth, he says, you are not suitable for this position. Here's your resume. Have a nice day. And he ushered me out of the room. And as I was standing there bewildered and looking back upon that Misa, it made me think of the following mushroom. You know, you can either use this muscle for all of life, but you can certainly use the same exact thing for Rosh Hashanah and the Sirius Mechuvah Yom Kippur, is that we're going to slide our resume from the past year confidently, most of us, across the table to Akadosh Baruch Hu and the Basin Shomayla and say, look, look what I've accomplished over this past year. And who knows if we really filled that resume in a way that we have a right to be confident? Who knows? Unfortunately, there are some people that actually know they didn't fill it properly, but there's so many people that lack clarity and think that the decisions they made throughout the year were talk of the proper decision without realizing they're going to slide it across the table. A coach broker is going to read it and say, that's not what I was looking for. That's not what I was looking for. This is not something suitable for the din that you want to have on Rosh Hashanah. This is why there's such a pachad during the month of Elul. 
is that we are about to slide the resume across the table and we don't know what we're going to be meeting. We don't know if it's going to be a nachas through the Kaddish Baruch Hu. We don't know if he's going to find the Berotzayim. But at the same time, even though it's the Arya Yishag Milo Yira, how could you not be afraid? At the same time, it's Kulo Rachamim, is that the Mohus of the month of El is completely a Tukufa, that we gain this clarity. So as opposed to sliding the resume across the table, and a Kaddish Baruch Hu saying, I'm not satisfied, and literally in front of his eyes, crossing out, scribbling, and filling it all over again, we could rather understand what the needs are, get clarity on the mistakes we've made and get clarity of the direction we want to go to during this kufa and fill in the resume properly, is there any greater matana than that? That's kulay rachem. The B'nai Yisoscha says, on the Pasuk of Matzah Isha, Matzah Toi, Vayifak Ratzah Hashem. We know that the mazel, the month of Elul, is the basula. Matzah Isha, Matzah Toi, the Eitzadas Toi is what put into the world the bilbo, this erbuvia together of Toi but Matzah Isha, when we find the month of the Isha, the month of the Basula, Matzah Tov, you only see Tov, you have clarity in this particular month. By Yifak Ratzah May Hashem, and that's where you're able to have a Ritzu and a Ratzah in front of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, Bezaz Hashem, to the Yom and Arayim. This Yisoy that I'm sharing with you about this resume, it just came across a Meredig Adrashos Atzlach, Recheskel Landos, Echazat Livrach, and Odeb Yehuda, author of Atzlach and Shas. He says the following based on a very well-known Agadat of Nacham Ish Gamzu. Nachemish Gamzu was appointed to be the one that had to bring a certain matana to the melech. No one else wanted to do it. You're always afraid what's going to happen when you come in front of the melech, but he had the confidence to do it. They sent him. They sent him a chest of jewels and diamonds and rubies, like the classic Mishalim who have throughout Shas. He didn't make it in one night. He said it in an inn overnight. I'll say it very quickly. You're all familiar. And in this particular inn, the innkeeper stole the jewels that were inside the chest, but he understood that Nachemish Gamzu would sense something was off, so he filled it instead with dirt. He continued his journey on to the king, and out came the moment to present the matana to the melech, dun, da, 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 opens it up, and it's full of dirt. Now, obviously, the rest of us would faint, but Nachamish Gamzu being the one that he was, he proclaimed his mantra of Gamzu Taiva. And at that particular moment, Elio Anabi himself whispers in the ear of the king and says to him, perhaps, perhaps, there's no way someone brought dirt to you as a matana. Perhaps this is the same dirt that Abram Eliezer used in their Muhammad, that when they threw it into the air, it turned into swords and turns into arrows. So they said, okay, let's give it a shot. Let's try it out. And sure enough, the Melech says, there's a certain enemy that we have that we had a difficult time trying to conquer. Well, Dafka used it on them. They went out to war. They took out the chest. They took out the dirt. They started throwing at their enemies and they successfully conquered their enemy. And instead of killing Nachimish Gamzu, instead they took him into the vault and they gave him tremendous matanas for the matana that he gave to the king in a way they never had before. As the story goes, on the way back, he stopped at the same inn. I will never understand why he stayed at the same hotel. Even the city of I don't know why he chose to stay there, if you know that he's a crook. But when he came there, and he says, how are you even alive? He said, alive? I got all these matanas from the king. He says, how is it? And he told him the story. And he says that the dirt from your property got me all these gifts and jewels. And sure enough, the innkeeper himself brought a chest full of jewels as well. And that led to the end of his life. Well-known Misa says the Tzlach, this Gemara is life itself. Life itself. We are all filling up our chest. We're filling up our resume. And we're going to greet the king, but we stop in an inn in the meantime. We all know that this world is the Achsanya. This world is the inn. Famous Maisa with the Chafetz Chaim, they had a visitor coming to his house. And the visitor said, the Gadol Ador had nicer furniture, to which the Chafetz Chaim says to him, nicer furniture? Where's your furniture? He says, what do you mean, where's my furniture? I'm just traveling through. 
the Chavetz Chaim obviously said to him, so too, I'm also just traveling through. But unfortunately, the innkeeper, which is the Yitzhahara, sometimes he replaces all our jewels and all our diamonds and all our rubies and all the tire mitzvahs that we've done and the chesed that we've done, and the shalom bayis and the chinuch that we've been part of, and he replaces it with dirt. He replaces it with dirt. And then we show up in front of Kaddish Baruch Hu, whether you want to say it's Rosh Hashanah, whether you want to say Hashanah, and we so proudly open up the chest and we show it to Kaddish Baruch Hu and say, look what's inside. And then we peek inside and we're like, that's not what I thought was there. I thought there was something completely different inside the chest. I thought it was filled with my mitzvahs, but unfortunately the innkeeper, the Yitzhahar himself, stole everything that I have. But says the Tzlach, but what do we have the gift of? We have the gift of tshuva. We know that the gift of tshuva allows us to make our shkagos, because uh, our nice can even be like mitzvahs. And therefore, yes, we could turn that dirt into a strong tool to bring us closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu, even then on Rosh Hashanah. But says the Slach, but how do you test it? This is a beautiful thing that he says. He says, we have to see if this dirt that we're turning into arrows and we're turning into swords, is it strong enough to conquer the city? Which city are we referring to? We're referring to Yushalayim and the Binyan Beis Amigdash. If through our tshuva, we turn that dirt into swords, into arrows, and as the koyach to conquer Yushalayim and bring back the Beis Amigdash, then Taka, we prove it that we brought the sand of Avram Avinu and not Stama sand like the innkeeper brought. But if it does not do that, then unfortunately we've fallen short what we're trying to accomplish. What do we see? We see the same Yisrael. We're showing up on Rosh Hashanah. We're going to open up the chest. We're going to slide the resume across the table. And now the shaila is, what is going to be seen by Kaddish Baruch Hu? Is it taka the resume we want it to be? Is it taka not sand? Is it going to be the jewels we put inside? Or are we going to allow the Yitzhahara to blur our vision and replace it with things we don't want to replace it with? So, Baruch Hashem, like we said before, Matzah Isha, Matzah Toiv. When we come to the month of Elul, this is a month that is Kulay Rachamim. Yes, there's a pachad of the din that's coming up, but it's Kulay Rachamim to have the opportunity to gain clarity during this month to understand what the Ratzon Hashem is and to strengthen ourselves, to be able to follow through that Ratzon, and to do the Ratzon Hashem. Be'ezah Hashem, if we're all Zaycha to do that, we'll slide across the resume confidently, we'll open up the chest confidently, and Be'ezah Hashem, we shall be Zaycha, Ba'yifak Ratzon Hashem, to Aksiva Be'ezah Hashem. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, I appreciate it. Piyama, where are you sitting? Raise your hand. Good to see you. Okay. I have an earlier cashier to St. Louis. My, my great uncle was the chief rabbi of St. Louis, Rabbi Chaim Fischel Epstein, the Epstein Academy. So uh, I have a shtickle cashier in that way also. But uh, thank you. And everyone should have a with the new Chabur.